but it was a tournament that certainly warmed the hearts and minds of Australian football fans and maybe even more broadly, Australian sporting fans. Clint Bolton is with us, a man who's represented his country and had a wonderful career in the A-League. He joins us now to recap Australia's exit from the World Cup to Argentina on Sunday morning. Clint, welcome. Thanks, Jacob. Good morning. It wasn't the result that uh, we were hoping for, but gee, it was a gallant effort in the second half. A few people have pointed out that maybe if Argentina took their opportunities, the game would have been dead, but Grand Qual could have been an instant hero there with about a minute left on the clock. Yeah, yeah, what a story that would have been too. A, a footballer, the second youngest footballer, only to Pelé to feature in the, the knockout stages at a World Cup. And a guy, can you believe this, that hasn't started a prof- professional match in his young career just yet. Steps up and has the opportunity to score an equalising goal against Argentina in a knockout game at the World Cup. Can you write a story as ridiculous as that one? No, no, no. It, it would have had uh, the scribes riding away and, and given us plenty to talk about, and it could have seen Australia progress, but but not quite. What do you think this tournament's done to the landscape for Australian football, Clint? Because leading in, there were minimal expectations. Uh, regarding Australia getting out of the group stage. They did that, and here they've even pushed Argentina. What will this tournament do for Australian football more broadly? Um, for in the short term, it will instill us, uh, Australian football people, with a lot of pride. Uh, we get knocked, knocked about quite a bit, particularly from within, within the, our own country. So it instills a lot of, a lot of pride back into to this community of, of Australian football, um, which gets... It's not a bit, but and you know I'm I'm not someone. There's been a lot of people uh, you know follow. I'm on the socials like most people. Soccer Twitter, as it's officially known, uh, at this point. Um, generally, there's, there's a lot of people with a lot of grand statements about about what should happen beyond this. This should be the starting point to something else. But I'm not I'm not someone that's going to make any grand statement because I've been here before. You know I'm always wary of of making grand statements off the back of this because I mean, think back only to 2006 when we when John Aloisi scored the pen and then we went to the World Cup and did really well there. You know, what, what, what sort of impact did that have off the back? Yeah, some, a short-term benefit to the A-League who was just getting going, but what's the lasting legacy of that? I'm not sure if there is any great lasting legacy. Um, then you think about 2015, we won the Asian, Asian Cup in our own backyard. What's been the legacy beyond that? I'm not sure there has been, so I'm just I'm reluctant to make any grand statement about that long prospects. But in the short term, just proud, really, really proud about about the way this team conducting themselves on the field. I don't even I don't even reflect on the what have been about the Argentina games and the moments the moments could have been. I don't even think about it those terms. So I'm just I'm really proud of the efforts. Really proud of the team and. You know what what happens long term will will play out, but but in the short term, I'm just I'm, I'm really I'm really stoked, and hopefully, I can just live in the moment for a little bit longer before before moving on. Clint, 2006 was a golden World Cup for Australia, and a lot of people refer to that as a golden era of Australian football. And I know you mentioned there you're not willing to make statements longer term around what this might do for Australian football in, in coming tournaments. But do you think that this is comparable to 2006 in terms of performance or does this even better it with the, the squad and the uncertainty heading in? Better, well, better as far as results go, that's that's evident. You know, wins within the group was better. Um, so the, the numbers, yes, that, uh, you know, this better, better achievement. Comparing squads is, is, 
is ridiculous to the world as the total sports the two thousand six life with with talented ballers you know, would operate in the top leagues of the world. A lot of them did. So you can't compare squads talent wise, it's just too big a differential. But but because of that, this achievement is is, is better than two thousand six. Two thousand six was just a long time coming. You know, the the big gap between appearances and World Cups. Um so that was it was momentous because of what we got there was momentous and you can compare the way we got there to the way we got there this time, very similar in a lot of ways, penalty shootout situation. But this achievement, it surpasses what happened in 2006 by a long shot. By a long shot. This is... Uh, <laughs> it's hard to even believe or conceive that this journey has played out the way it did uh, leading into this tournament because I, like the rest of us, had realistic expectations around this team and they have just blown that out of the water so it's memorable on so many levels um, and it will be remembered in my mind as a greater achievement in 2006. Clint Bolton is with us, former Socceroos and A-League goalkeeper. Australia are departing the World Cup in the round of 16 with the two unlost to Argentina in the early hours of yesterday morning. Uh, Clint, Matt Ryan, uh, now I know you've been there as a, as a goalkeeper, you have to make yeah. decisions in the moment. How will he reflect on that, and, and how did you observe the, the second goal that was conceded through a, an error from Matt? Well, it's, it's there for everyone to see. Oh, I need to dissect it. There's, there's no dissecting it. It's tell tell the full story. It's just a, a massive mistake by Matty. Uh, people saying back pass or the past should have been made. I don't think that's the case at all. If you ask Matty, he's, he's more than comfortable under those type of passes in normal circumstances, so there's no blame for the passer of the ball, I think. Um, but automatically, when I see not only Matty, but any goalkeeper make a, a big mistake, whether it be at the World Cup or any other level, I'm just gutted because I know exactly how it is. And, and the depth that you go to emotionally when something like that happens, at any level, and then you, you, time, you multiply by whatever to get to a situation in a World Cup knockout game, so I can't can't put myself in Matty's shoes exactly, but but I just hope I sent a message to my good mate Andrew Redmayne. I, I just wanted to pass on my best wishes, and I just really hoped he would reflect on his World Cup experience because it was he was fantastic. He was, he was just a he was he was a great contributor. He was, he did what he had to do throughout the games. So I don't think there was much blame for him. With the French goals, the first game, uh, although he didn't have an influence uh, on the game itself, but one big moment shouldn't define his his 2022 World Cup. And I know he, in the short term at least, he'll be in the depth of despair about what the captain to as well. Um, so I just hope he doesn't too much. I hope people get around up and talk about it, get a do is just actually talk about it and have people around you take your mind off it um, but but I'm gutted for him but I'm just so proud of him at the same time Yeah, two clean sheets and uh, all that, that pressure leading into the tournament and certainly silenced a lot of doubters Australian captain Matt Ryan uh, Clint, uh, what about Graham Arnold? A word on his uh, coaching uh, performance here and, and what he's been able to achieve with this group well, I was talking I was talking this morning, Jordan Canellis, uh, on-air caller at SEN. Um, we were calling the Cup matches, and I, was, I said to him that 
you cannot look back on this World Cup campaign and with anything and offer any sort of real thought that should have done anything differently because it doesn't play out the way it does if you do. So the thought of on or critique his 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 performance at this particular book is not difficult because look at where look at the right we went on. So but that that's not to say I wouldn't have done things differently, if you know what I mean. Um, but but you can't look back and actually criticise him because it doesn't it makes decisions that you that he should have made. So that makes sense. But uh, yeah, it's nothing short of nothing short of unbelievable. It's it's he talked about belief leading into the World Cup. I was I was I believed leading into the World Cup. I was shook after the first match against France. But the belief came back after the last two games, and and he went close for Christ's sake. He went close mm. in, in the game against Argentina. And you don't have a team performance if you're total body in by the player into what the coach is saying. So that connection is rock solid. It's undeniable, and it goes to show you. It doesn't matter how good the coach is technically, tactically. If you get buy in from the playing group, you can do enormous things. And I think that's the legacy of Arnie. I don't believe he's a top coach by any means. I don't think you can put him on the... Like, he's at a World Cup, but if you put him up against top World Cup coaches or top club coaches, I mean, he's not... That maybe adds to what he's done at this particular World Cup and adds to his legacy on, on the soccerers' team. So I've given on a bit there, but I, all in all, unbelievable effort from Arnie. Congratulations to him. Massive respect. And... We wait and see, I guess, as to whether he continues on as top of his coach. I guess that's the next big question. It is, yeah. Do, do you think that he will continue, having proved a few people wrong and, and shown what he can achieve with this group? Do you think he'll have the desire to continue? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. It's a question I can answer. If you ask the players, it looks like the players would love for him to stay on. Um, he's done enough now. You, you can't deny him another contract if that's what he wants to do. So there's an Asian Cup on the horizon. That's only a year away, so it makes sense for him to keep on at least to the Asian Cup. So also to aren't sticking around at least for the Asian Cup campaign. Well, that'd certainly make a lot of sense from what he's been able to do in uh, the last yeah. little while in particular. Hey, Clint, to finish, England yeah. won 3-0 over Senegal this morning. Who goes on to win this World Cup? France playing very well. Brazil <laughs> was your tip earlier in the tournament. Have yeah. you seen anything to, to, uh, to delve away from that? Oh, not just yet. Brazil are right there uh, still at, at, in the front-running spot. France are right there just behind them. And all of a sudden, England are putting in a real competitive sport. So England's performance this morning, the, the numbers England are racking for this World Cup on paper puts them in prime position, if anything else. But there's always a question around England and can they actually get there. But... But Brazil's still favourite. We'll wait and see how they round the 16 match plays out. Maybe I, I think again, because France were unbelievable this morning. France with Mbappe. It feels like, mm. like leading into the tournament, just in, in my heart, I felt Mbappe World Cup. And everyone's talking about Ronaldo leading in and they would leave. But it just felt like the story was Mbappe with France. And it's playing out that way. So, all of a sudden, France is right there. But... France final would be great. Argentina are just there behind 
that's the story. The legacy story of Messi would be great. But the Dutch, even, I think, were really good against the US all the sudden on the radar. Brazil, uh, France, England are the three teams that I've got in mind at the moment. Can't wait to see how it, uh, it falls with these round of 16 games still to come. Japan, Croatia, Brazil, South Korea, and then into the quarterfinals. Clint, it's been lovely to chat over the last couple of weeks as Australia has moved through this World Cup and won so many admirers and, and hopefully the start of something bigger in Australian football. We've got our fingers crossed. Thanks for your time this morning. Yeah, Thanks. Clint Bolton joining us here on Sports Breakfast.